And it's time for another episode of your favorite animal-friendly show, Vegan Radio. Vegan Radio! Ah, today's show, our most controversial yet. (laughs) Watch out, (laughs) vegan vixens, watch out. We've got um, the, the vegan vixens and... The author of Skinny Bitch, Roy Friedman. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. You know your Ooh. And uh, Megan Shackelford, self-avowed feminist. <laughs> self-avowed. It's going to take them all down. That's Look right. Out, I'm here representing um, the feminist contingency. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Tell us about you that feminist. contingency. Oh, I've got people behind me like um, Jenna from formerly Vegan Outreach. Uh, uh, formally? Aaron from head of the vegan organization at Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like some big wigs. You and uh, I got, who else do I got? Toonses from Hampshire College. Toonses? <laughs> um, Toonses sure the cat? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, she goes by Toonses. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I have some other people I'm sure that would back me up, like Carol Adams. Carol Adams. I wish we could call her on the phone right now. What a name dropper you are. I know. I wish we could just just uh, dial up her phone number and have her give a little, uh, give her a little, have her give the vegan vixens a little ring-a-ling. Meanwhile, you know what I mean. I got my vegan, vegan vixen fans with me. Oh God. Bubba. <laughs> Bubba. Rick. Rick. Joe. Fred. Cletus. <laughs> Cletus. <laughs> are those real? What's Cletus? That's a Cletus. name, Derek. Cletus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cletus Who's is Cletus? A name. He's a clod hopper. Clod hopper. <laughs> so we have the pros and cons. So I guess we could call this the uh, vegan. I'd say, how about like the uh, the debate on uh, objectification and sexualization of women? <laughs> you got that one. You got I'm, that mouthful. I'm ready gonna... to go. I'm chomping at the bit here, kids. Wow. <laughs> well, we got. It's about Maybe time to call the fight. vegan vixen <laughs> since you guys were five minutes late. So we have a, a special. Special treat on our next show. We should give you a pre- guys a preview. What is it, Scott? <laughs> who's, who's our I'm next like, guy? I can't oh, wait to hear. Who who's is on it? our next show? Yeah. Who well, is it? If you checked your email, you Dave Warwack, <laughs> the vexing vegan. The vexing vegan. We've du- we've dubbed him is going to be on next week, and we're going to talk to him about vegan vexing. His uh, in his, two uh, weeks? his activism two and weeks. Uh, the either appropriateness or inappropriateness of his methodologies. But he certainly drew on a lot of attention to the question of animal rights and veganism. And uh, and why is he questioned? Just a little. Well, he, well, uh, if you haven't heard his story. You haven't been the co-host of our show for the last <laughs> <laughs> two episodes, maybe. If you haven't been doing the, on the research committee, then you might not know that he, um, something. Is, uh, a t- he was a teacher, uh, an, an art teacher at a school in, I believe it was Indiana. Remember the vegan pe- or the peeps? No, I actually, I think I missed this whole thing. So just Megan, me, you were on the show. Give me a quick rundown, Scott. <laughs> All right. Um, so going over it again, he All was right, a teacher at a middle school eighth, teaching eighth grade uh, art. Uh, and he's, uh, during his art class or as part of his art uh, projects, he was using that as a platform to talk about questions of animal rights and... Uh, diet and environment and things like that wow and uh one of his projects involved marshmallow peeps okay they're not vegan but they're not no what was he doing with them he was using them as uh he would give them he gave them out to students and i believe some of the faculty and had them care for them and then uh after they had cared for them and become attached to their little marshmallow peeps he then took them away and put them into battery cages and i don't know skewered them and did all (laughs) kinds of nasty things to them as a part of an art installation and the installation drew the attention of the staff, and I don't know things kind of went downhill from there as, yeah. as uh, students learned, uh, or as they learned that he was proselytizing a bit about his uh, dietary choices. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, believe it or not, this is all news <coughs> to me. So I'm not exactly sure where I was in the last couple of shows. You're probably I, scowling I, at us about <laughs> something else. Probably. Um, I think that's awesome. I, it's it's an interesting choice that he used peeps, which actually, I mean, I don't want to be the vegan police, but they, you know, obviously well, they, you have, know, vegan they have gelatin wouldn't, wouldn't in them. Last that long. That's true. You need a lot of preservatives <laughs> and uh, right 
gelatinous right. gook. Gelatinous. Well, actually, once they harden, <clears throat> they last gelatinous. for a thousand years. Um, as I think has been sh- demonstrated yeah. by a thousand years. Tests. Yeah, they actually they become harder than diamond. I guess I'm a, li- I'm a little I'm a little curious why he didn't just take some like little stuffed animal ducks or something or or chickens and use them. It's just as funny. Well, he just went he's vegan in January. He's not a millionaire. <laughs> he just went vegan in January. He might not he have might not have known known what gelatin was when he got him or something. Right. Anywho, mm-hmm. I think we got um, the vegan vixen Sunny. Is going to be coming on here. Sunny, right. are you there? Sunny, you're Sunny. Hi, good Hello. morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> so, Sunny without the sky. You know what? Um, she has an animal rescue out in Acton, and um, one of her um, doggies is passing away from throat cancer, so oh, she's no. kind of staying by her side right now. Hmm. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> well, we can, we can use more Sunny in uh, <laughs> Massachusetts right now. It's kind of cold and dreary. Oh, um. Well, you know, right now with all the fires going on, it looks kind of dreary here too, but not in a wet way. Just like uh, the sky is dark and scary looking. Are you? You're in San Diego. I'm sorry. Are you? Where are you? Um, no, actually, I'm in North Hollywood. But, um, okay. A lot of the fires are yeah in San Diego, but also um in like the Santa Clarita um, and Acton, where Sky's Rescue is. So it's kind of scary. She's had this animal foundation for quite a while. It's called St. Martin's Animal Foundation. She's got about 40 pit bulls. Um, she's also got about 40 cats. And I think she has uh, some spiders, um, a whole bunch of different wow. interesting critters. It's a complete eco- ecosystem. <laughs> and we, um, we have a link to that website on our Vegan Vixen page, and they're always accepting donations for anyone who's listening. <laughs> Are you guys affiliated with the Vegan Pit Bull Rescue people? Um, I think they're out of Chicago or something. No, I saw their um, MySpace the other day. No, um, we're not affiliated. (laughs) (laughs) And all of her dogs are 100% vegan, which is also supposed to help with the aggression. Mm. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Could you tell us, like, what what is the mission statement of the vegan vixens? Yeah, Sunny, I'm curious of exactly what your mission statement is, what you guys Um, are doing. Gotcha. Well, we have a TV show. Um, we just signed with Rebel Entertainment for development for cable, so that's exciting. Um, we do have a pilot right now, and um, some older episodes are showing um, on cable network around the country. We also have a rock band, which is kind of new. Um, we opened for Great White earlier in the year, huh? um, so that's exciting. We played a lot of green events. Um, we have a clothing line. That's also pretty new. Um, we just did um, a poster with HSUS, the Humane Society of the U.S., um, it's an anti-dog fighting poster, and it's in light of the whole Mike Vick media blitz. And it's basically, there's five girls in the group. Um, we're all dressed, you know, like sexy football gals on the field, and we're holding these adorable, cute little pit bull puppies. And um, our poster says, um, it doesn't matter how many touchdowns you score, if you're fighting dogs, you're a loser. And then we have the little logo for HSUS, so they're backing us for that, and um we're also selling those on our website, and um, all the proceeds for that, again, goes to St. Martin's Animal Foundation. So, um, and, you know, we're gaining momentum and popularity. We have a whole bunch of sponsors now. Um, we have a clothing line, Mona Lai, Monavi uh, Mineral Makeup, and the Mary Hempsters and Steve's Energy Drink, which is amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've, I tried that the other day. Yeah, and it's like, doesn't get you too, like... Gacked. <laughs> it's kind of like a good energy. It's crazy that like energy drinks like Red Bull totally have taurine in it, which is found in cat food. Like that's bizarre. Yeah, I I don't know. Is it? Do you know if that taurine's from an animal source or if? Or do you that know? I don't know. I think it's probably synthetic because I know they make synthetic versions, and it's yeah. probably cheaper that way. Yeah, I can't vouch for that though. <laughs> so so some so. Do all of your proceeds that you guys, um, for all the money that you make on different things, does it all go to animal foundations, or um, how does that work? At this point, um, I think because our TV show hasn't been picked up and we're not on salary yet, all the proceeds are going to the animal foundation at this point. So So. once once you start making more money, you're going to keep some of it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully. I mean, right now I'm... I'm working at a restaurant as a hostess, and I hope that doesn't become my career. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think all of our goals, we're also all actors and models. We really want this to become our full-time job, and we'd love to get paid for it. I mean, 
I've been in the group for two years, and I, I don't mind volunteering my time. It totally combines everything I'm passionate about, the animals, the whole TV, media, the exposure, educating the youth and adults. Um, it's everything I enjoy doing. I'm curious to find out how you, uh, how you all found each other as vegans uh, out there in, in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, act- I actually um, I saw an episode on TV in um, L.A. It's called Nine on the Town. And they were going to all the vegan restaurants in L.A. and ranking them, like one through nine. And I saw that on TV, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I want to be a part of this group. So I sent them an email on their website, and I got back. they got back to me saying, and we're full to capacity. We'll let you know, you know, for holding auditions down the line. And um, a few girls had dropped out of the group, and I auditioned, and um, they made me um, come up with a little vegan cheer. <laughs> Wow. And I just explained, you know, why I was vegan and whatnot. Um, so I, I got in the group via on, an audition. Um, I'm not sure about the other girls. I'm not sure how we scattered them out. I think we found a few of them on MySpace. Um, there used to be a lot of girls in the group, and now there's just five. And we figured, you know, if there's just five of us, it'll be easier for people to remember who we are as individuals and um, kind of like the pussycat dolls. <laughs> You know, it'll be easier to remember who everyone is. Right. I'm not familiar with the Pussycat Dolls. But. Neither am I. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, you're I kidding, right? Um, no. Well, oh, yeah. you know, we're from the East Coast. <laughs> Things are a little different out here. Okay. They're just... Um, it's not so Hollywood out here. A right? musical kind of R&B group. I right. think I believe there's five gals in there. Right. Now, who's who was it who started that? Wasn't it? Who uh, started the Vegan Vixens? I uh, know. Well, it was, uh, it was Sky Valencia, right? Yeah, she founded the group, I believe, about four years ago, right. and it's been going strong. And like I said, it's just been gaining popularity and momentum. And it's interesting when I talk to even not my non-vegan friends, they're like, oh, my God, I've heard of you guys. And it's, it's like really impressive that it's come, come along that way. It's really cool. So, so Sunny, um, I think it's awesome that you guys have come together and are using your talents to raise money for... Um, you know, animal foundations, it's great. Um, but I just want to kind of ask you like a serious question. I was sitting around with um, some friends and I told them that the vegan vixens were going to be on the show and they definitely brought up, you know, just some issues of like, well, you know, saying that we're vegan, you know, we exercise every day. We're never going to look like that. Um, and we wish that we could see some more like representation if there's you know if you, if there's going to be if you guys are going to kind of focus on sexuality it would be nice if there maybe were some women that were like larger larger sizes do you have anything to say about that gotcha um well i think you know the whole sex selling we our main target audience is primarily guys um we want to catch their attention and then once we got their attention be like Oh, and by the way, we have a message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're kind of not into, like, tricking people, but, well, kind of, yeah, we are. And, um, you know, I, I know I know when I went vegan, I lost weight, and I'm sure with a lot of people, it's just kind of a natural occurrence. I haven't met a lot of overweight vegans, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I know you can still eat a lot of heavy, you know, devilish food as a vegan, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there are days, believe me, where I'm like, i got to get my ass to the gym. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're just going from that perspective. We really want to catch people's attention, and we know that sex sells. And we also kind of want to get away from the stereotype that vegans are all kind of like hippy-dippy, stinky people. <laughs> nothing against hippies. Stinky Love people. Them. Um, But, you know, we want to show that being vegan is sexy and fun and trendy and it'll make you feel good. Um, So we want to promote all those aspects as well. Hmm. So do you you feel like it's exploitive towards women or or you don't think about... Well, all of us, and I think I can speak for most vegans, like we're not just about animal rights, we're about human rights and women's rights. Like we're very passionate about all of those. And if you've been to our website or any of our shows, like we do not skank up the stage. <laughs> um, you know, we are we do it tastefully. Like we're never like in lingerie or anything. You know, it'll be like navel bearing or like some booty shorts, 
some high heels, but we don't go overboard. Like, we want to be sexy but tasteful. Right. So this rock band you have, is it called the Vegan Vixens, too? Yes, it is. (laughs) It's called the Vegan Vixens. Um, We have a few originals. We do a few covers. Again, it's still in the early stages, but, um, you know, in the near future, we definitely want to put out an album. We think that'd be awesome. Do you guys, were you all musicians, or do you have extra musicians, or how do you do that? Um, At this point, it's kind of like we're playing two CDs. Um, we're we're working on getting like that backup band, but um, yeah, right now again, it's such an early stage, and our main focus is the the TV show. We really want to get picked up so we can spread the word on a massive level. Right. And so you're so you're you guys are all just like singing, and then there's background music. Is that how it works? Yeah, we sing and we dance, so it's kind of like quite a visual. It's really fun. And then, of course, in between songs, we throw in our little, like, vegan spiel. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no video out yet of this? Um, there might be something on YouTube. I'm not quite sure. But, <laughs> speaking of videos on YouTube, we have quite... Oh, you know, we have a song out. We have a music video, and it's it's called, I think, Why Am I So Hot? I'm Vegan, That's What? <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> Um, it's on YouTube, and also we made a, a commercial for Seas Energy, one of our sponsors, The Drink. Um, that's on YouTube, and we also have a video about saving the harp seals, which is kind of like an animated dealio where we're like superheroes. It's really cute. So just go to YouTube.com and enter Vegan Vixens. I think we have about five or six videos up there. So there's the show song. The show song? Uh, that's one. That's the top one that came up. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's usually our opener when we sing on stage, um, our theme song. It's also um, the song that comes up um, on our pilot for the TV show. Um, Sky Valencia wrote that. So she's she's kind of like in the band. She's, the, um, she's obviously the founder of the group, but she's also the main singer, and she has an amazing voice. She's really amazing. <laughs> I think Megan has more questions. <laughs> She's giving no. me dirty looks. Over no, here. I don't have any more questions. I, I would just say that, that if if you guys, um, you know, in the future decided to expand and there were going to be more women, that it, it would, for me, it would be nice to see, um, you know, just some larger women. And I think that you can still be hot and sexy and be like a size 10 or size 12 or size whatever, and that it's not. You know that men. If you're, I know that you're, you're um, trying to appeal to men, and I think that men are attracted to like all different body shapes and sizes. And unfortunately, I think in the media, um, we only get to see one one body type of women. So I would just, you know, encourage you guys to think about that. Right. I totally agree with you. I think at this stage, we just we're so hungry to be picked up, and we know that's what executives are looking for. But um, I totally agree with you. Cool. Can't be more right. <laughs> cool. And personally, from as a lady, like I'm not really attracted to the whole chisely type of guy so much. You know, I like a right. guy with a little gush, so I think it works both ways. Right. Oh, yeah. you might like me then. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I think Derek might be just where, like, looking for. I do for. have to watch myself because <laughs> I fluctuate, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, like I want to stay in the group forever, so I just make it a point to work hard. So, and I know there's a lot of naughty foods out there because I think a lot of vegans think that all we eat are salads and like raw food. Yeah, I don't and, like. You salad. know, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's so many substitutes for everything. Like we're not missing out at all. So many tasty fried yum yums. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. Me- Megan's a vegan uh, baker. That's her. No kidding. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my weakness. <laughs> and she makes. And you know uh, what's yeah. crazy? There are no. Um, 100% vegan bakeries here. Oh, There's wow. no, like, vegan donut stores, cupcake stores. Like, whoever decides to open one up in L.A. is going to become a millionaire. Wow. So really? Megan should send you some of her here. stuff. Yeah, and then you'd have some plus-size women maybe in I should, Maybe I should move to L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Megan, like, maybe you could subvert the group um, by sending donut store them. in Las Vegas, <laughs> which I always hit up when I go. And, um, like, I, I've talked to them about that, too. Like, someone needs to do that because there is a market here. Like, yeah. everyone's health conscious and trendy and lots of vegans out in LA so you should think about that Megan <laughs> I might well I think she's just going to send you guys uh, baked goods every week until you're all plus, <laughs> oh, that would be plus nice. sized and then, and then we'll all Sadness be happy. up a little <laughs> it worked with Derek I think it can work with you <laughs> okay. 
What are the Do you have a website for your bakery? Um, yep, it's um, www.osweetmamas.com. Um, Ooh, I like it. I'm going to check that out. Cool. Awesome. So what were some of these songs on uh, YouTube you were telling us? I might play one of those during our intermission here. Oh, well, um, one of them, um, I would play the I'm Hot, That's What. <laughs> I'm Which Hot, actually, That's James What. James Valens that's Mitchell what. came up with that. She's um, an anchor. She's on CNN a lot as a featured guest. Um, she just came up with this wacky idea one day <laughs> to come up with a music video um, where we're just saying, why am I so hot? I'm vegan, that's what. And, it's, you know, we kind of repeat that a lot. That's what? It's like, just a, that... a fun, silly kind of video with, like, some techno music in there. It's very catchy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you okay over there, Derek? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and just because um, I haven't mentioned Derek. our websites yet, um, it's uh, obviously veganvixens.com, and we also have a MySpace, um, myspace.com slash veganvixens. Uh, and we uh, always have updates on there. And are you guys on MySpace? We are. <laughs> yep. There's yeah. a okay, well, MySpace <laughs> slash veganradio. Uh, we probably have you. Maybe not. Oh. I don't know. Um, and then we're on, uh, yeah, we're on MySpace and Tribe and a few different. Very cool. MySpace is like taking over the world, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my mom and my grandmother both have a MySpace, and I didn't tell either of them about MySpace. That trips me out. <laughs> you didn't tell them about MySpace? No. Do they know about MySpace? And no, my they... mom will leave me comments on there like, hi, sweetie. And it's like, oh, my God, I want to delete it, but I don't. <laughs> she just said that they both have MySpace accounts. <laughs> <laughs> do they know you're a vegan vixen? Yeah, they do. My mom's actually really proud of me for that. <laughs> She's so supportive and amazing. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, we have, uh, we have Roy Friedman on next. She's the skinny bitch uh, author. You probably know her. She's amazing. We love her. We've seen her so many times. We love her. Cool. So, um, yeah, we have to do a little intermission and then get to her interview, but it's been really great talking to you. It's been wonderful talking to you guys. And keep I'm us... so excited for you that you guys have this radio show. Kudos to you guys. Kudos? Kudos. Yeah, kudos. kudos. Uh, oh, we can't eat those. <laughs> no, you can't eat kudos. <laughs> Weren't those a candy bar back in the day? You yeah. can't eat peeps either. So Twizzlers Just to us. so you know. What's that? You can't eat peeps. You know the peeps? Oh, yeah. The little yeah, they're not marshmallow vegan. chickens. Oh, I know. I'm sure she knows I know. that. Oh, my God. Have you had vegan marshmallows? Yeah. yeah. They are amazing. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. The candy corn's not vegan either, so. I know. I wrote a blog about search oh, on the quest for the a vegan candy corn. It's so I crave there. that around this time There's of year. There's actually one online that you can make. There's a recipe. Really? Yeah. Oh, you'll have to forward that to me. Okay. We will. Well, we're going to try to fatten you up, so watch out. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, have a great day. Okay. You guys, too. Watch Mwah. out for those flares. Love. Okay. Thank you. Bye. bye okay. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to catch so much flack for this. <laughs> well, from Megan, at least. Yeah. You know, I think we're talking about people who are not genetically predisposed to being, you know, skinny, skinny. That's what you're talking about. We're not, not about people who, you know, eat a, eat a bit more and, and carry it around. Although that's, you know, both both are certainly just fine in the social context. Wait, what are you saying? Well, <laughs> in terms of you're wanting to get someone in there, in, into their group. Who's or, the larger size. Who's the larger size, more representative of, say, yeah. a, a of, of the So do you think just community? getting someone into their group will solve the whole um, using no. sexuality to sell veganism? No, because that's, I mean, I have a, obviously I have a bigger argument with like what PETA does as well, which is like they go along with the media and they use... They use sex and sexuality to sell veganism as well. And, I, I mean, I have... And they alienate the well, feminist movement. Well, more yeah. than that. I mean, I think in a sense what they're doing is they're, uh, you know, uh, there's a great expression for this, and someday I'm going to come up with it. But uh, it's basically <laughs> the idea that, you know, on the one hand, you're um, trying to promote a certain kind of ethical stance, and on the other hand, you're completely betraying that ethical stance by doing the same thing in another guise. Or betraying yeah. another ethical stance. Yeah. It's like if you had a well, vegan restaurant and, and you were like, people aren't coming in. You know, what's going on? We like, we really need to like start getting more people into this restaurant. And then you're like, well, maybe we'll, maybe we will serve a little cheese or a little meat. It's like you're going, you know what I mean? Could five seasons. Topless there. waitresses. Or I seem to remember. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there you know, you it's go. like you, exactly. you start out with, yeah, from an ethical point of view. And it's like, 
Yeah, what, it's like just anything can get you um, attention, media attention. You could be doing awful things like killing people and then saying, I'm a vegan and I'm bringing attention to veganism, but that doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, I guess it's the, uh, the objectification of people or beings. Right. Um, you know, is what is what's at issue here? Right, know, it is the exploitation and, or so. Right, know. and so what I why so I was saying objectifying themselves. You're saying, right, but and then and then but that represents the larger. The well, also the type of woman. Yeah, you know, it's and, also in general, like yeah, um, the idea is yeah, they're they're objectifying themselves or they're simply saying, well, this is out there, and uh, and in a sense, yeah, they're they're deciding to uh, sort of embrace that role, embrace that that outside view of them. Uh, rather than try to express themselves, say, uh, you know, from a completely, you know, to say we're going to define what we are, and and uh, you know, try to sort of push aside all the pre preconditions or presuppositions about them because of their appearance or whatever. But yeah, how I, do you how do you reach the uh, guy that goes to Hooters to eat chicken wings? But if you but the thing <clears> is is that it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense if you're like okay well, we're trying to reach that guy that goes to Hooters to eat chicken wings and so we're going to use this like. Um, you know, objectified woman, like use her sexuality to like reel him in. You're doing it in a way that is like, okay, you're like switching the subjugation. You're like, okay, it's not okay to have, you know, animals in subjugation, but it is okay to have women in subjugation. It doesn't make any sense. And I suppose it also doesn't make sense on a certain level because guys will just see it as a girl thing. You know, they're not going to start wearing lingerie because they see it on women. Uh, Scott, I think we should start the male... We could, yes. The male that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the vegan vexins. Vexing vegans. The vexing vegans. You uh, vex me certainly quite a bit. Chipping vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I guess you know the guy who goes to Hooters to eat chicken wings is you know he's only going to convert when his doctor tells him his heart's about to explode. Right. Um, and you know there's an awful, awful lot of that 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 just happens, and that seems to be the one thing that pushes men over is realizing that their bodies might they're you know, gonna die <laughs> yeah. explode on them yeah, I'm not convinced that right that the sexualization of women is like then gonna really make men start thinking about you know what I know. they're doing I'm just playing the devil's advocate well, there's the other thing too <laughs> uh-huh. is like you know they're very disapproving right. of Michael Vick, you know they're looking at him and his dog fighting and saying, well, that's you know that's a total turn off, you know we're not going to we're not the sort right. of women who would ever date right. a guy who would treat right. animals that way. Well, and I'm also, what I'm also speaking to is that I know that this is what our society does. Our society in general, you know, does use sexuality to sell things. And I'm saying, well, at least if you're going to do that, if you're going to go that route, which I don't quite believe in, at least have, you know, like representation, like, you know, true representation of like female, female community. So you're like for uh, the... The veg porn site, you know that site. Um, they have yeah, they have women of like all sizes, and it's and like they have men. And well, I'm against anything that promotes belly button rings. <laughs> yeah. Belly button rings are so done, <laughs> girls. Are it's they? time to get rid of the belly button. Really? Rings. I had no idea. Well, we well, got to get uh, Roy Friedman on the line next. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's over. I want to uh, listeners Claire doesn't out there. have one. It's over. Our listeners out there, where you're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, streaming at valleyfreeradio.org. And uh, this is Vegan Radio, which you can find online at www.veganradio.com. All our past episodes, our future episodes, and your fortune. And uh, I'm going to try to play this track that Megan begged me not to play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Turn it up. The Vegan Vixen website here. (coughs) All right, then. Mm -hmm. Ah, there we are. You can almost trust this web sometimes. (laughs) This is really out of control. This is when they had about (laughs) ten Vixens. Oh, is there a video to go with this? Hold on. (laughs) See, that's just not true. Saying things that aren't true. Well, it's true for some people. Well, they need a new director for that video. This is this is old. This is like classic vegan vixen from wow. back in the day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That. They need the pussy get dolls to help. That's them out not going to sell anything, unfortunately. Oh, Megan. Unfortunately, my friend. You're listening to Vegan Radio, www.veganradio.com. 
We did just miss the uh, Boston Vegetarian Food Festival. That's right. I was there. You were there. I was there. Rory. Yep. I'm here. Oh, Rory's oh here. it worked. Join us, Rory. Rory. <laughs> we're just Join talking us. about the Boston Vegetarian Food Festival. Have you ever been there? No. Did it happen already? It did. Yeah. Yes. It was on How was it? It was great. It was. Um, it was overly packed as 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 usual, and I I think it's at the point where it really needs a new venue. Because it's it's so popular and there's so many people there that you can't really get through. You really you know it's it's just it's too populated. You can't even get in to see the speaker because the whole room's filled up. Wow, so that's a good sign. It's a good, a sign. good sign. It's a good yeah. sign. Now, do you think that's because of the neighborhood it's in, or it seems like there's a lot of people that probably aren't vegetarian that just come in because it's in their neighborhood and they know there's free food. Maybe it's not a, not the most convenient location. To Megan just park stuffed at. her mouth full of cookies. <laughs> and she can't answer Girl. it. She's the only one that was there, so I don't know. But she's she's go, gonna she's gonna need about five minutes to finish chewing that <laughs> giant <laughs> chocolate chip cookie she just shoved in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, I've I've gone every year for like the last four years, but I've just been so busy and overwhelmed that it, it was like my first weekend without anything that I had to do. So I was just decided to stay home and relax and catch catch up on my stress levels or catch up something. on your downtime with your girlfriend catch up on my downtime <laughs> oh that's the girlfriend that's it just say that <laughs> that's that's exactly wouldn't it just yeah. be easier if we all no, told the i don't truth? even think i spent that much time with her that weekend it was just just some nice time with myself mostly really yeah wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> right, i'm gonna turn my- megan's microphone off <laughs> oh brother I like our guest. <laughs> yeah, Rory's, Rory's a good guest. <laughs> so I, I actually, I'm feeling sassy because I just woke up. So oh, you're it. sassy. <laughs> All right. Well, we know about sass in this town. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I met Rory at Farm Sanctuary at the first gala or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a few years ago in New York. With the Silverman sisters? Those girls, those girls. Had no idea at that time that you would become a New York Times bestselling author. I don't think I knew it then either. Did I? Did I even write the book yet? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. It's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Wake that up. It was really years ago. So how's it feel to be a New York Times bestselling author? It feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's exciting just in its own right because now I get to puff my chest out and say I'm a New York Times bestselling author for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously more than anything else, it's so awesome to be getting the vegan message out there to the mainstream that it's literally the best thing in the whole world. And it's, I'm just so proud. I can't even, I can't even believe it's real and that it's happening. And it's, that so many mainstream people are learning about vegetarianism and veganism and animal rights and factory farming and slaughterhouses. And, and why, it's why do you, too awesome. why do you think the book is so successful and, and, um, I assume that people write to you to say why they love it. What do they say about, you know, why why it's so great? Um, the, the funny thing is every single person that writes always says, you've probably heard this a million times, but this book has changed my life. And I think the reason that they write that and they say that is because they are going vegetarian. And it's, it's you know, I remember when I got a magazine in the mail from PETA, and it talked about factory farming and slaughterhouses, and I was just—it was all stuff I never knew before, and I could not believe that that went on, and I was contributing to that, and it changed my life, and I just felt so passionately. And I think that, you know, the stuff in the book that I'm most proud of is the stuff that I didn't write, and it's the uh, slaughterhouse quotes from Gail Eisnitz. Yeah. And I just think they're the most compelling things on the planet. I think everyone should read that book, and it's something that we talk about in our book, saying if you eat food, you need to read this book. Has there because been an updated, revised issue of Slaughterhouse by Gail Eisnitz? Because that's... Not that I know of. Yeah, I think that's it's a little... Uh, what are you going to update? I mean, it's... it's I mean, yeah, for me, I don't know what... what uh, it's not like the Slaughterhouse Whether it's changed. USDA or not, it's just the cruelty issues that I'm certain are still you know, yeah. the same that they were years ago, if not worse. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, obviously thousands of people that would never in their lives pick up Slaughterhouse have come across Gail's writing because of you. And for our I listeners so. out there, uh, Gail Eisnitz wrote the book Slaughterhouse, where she went around and actually 
did she work in? No, she just like she interviewed talked. slaughterhouse workers. Yeah, and uh, got some pretty crazy graphic stories about what really goes on in slaughterhouses. Right, so and she, the, she brought know, one of the most light. compelling things was that you know of, of the dozens of factory workers or you know factory farm workers or slaughterhouse workers she interviewed all over the country without exception every single one of them admitted to either abusing the animals or failing to report people who they witnessed abusing the animals so yeah well i think i think when you work in a slaughterhouse you have to like disconnect yourself from what you're actually doing to such an extreme level that probably abusing the animals is one way of doing that because it really helps you to feel that you're not connected to them if you're you have that much power over them or something sure and in fast food nation i think eric schlosser makes the point that you know the the pressures of capitalism you know to to be fast and to you know to you know be productive uh don't translate well when you get into the issues where you have to take care of animals yeah Uh, you know as, as much as i'm an animal lover and you know those things are just so abhorrent to me i could really see how if you're working in this job and you're spending hours and hours a day there, and you just get so caught up in the machine, and you feel, oh my gosh, I have to hurry up and do this, or I'm going to get fired. And you know, in order to just be there and to to be there for however many hours a day doing your job, you have to turn that part of oh, you yeah. off. That animal becomes your enemy when they don't when they yeah, don't do what exactly. you want. Yeah, exactly. I can I can absolutely see why people would resent the animals for not listening and not behaving the way they want them to behave, and just going along with you know getting slaughtered. Right. And why they would abuse them? Sure. And uh, there's probably a lot of folks in the higher positions laughing about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so I do have to say, I think that the best part of Skinny Bitch is <laughs> the Gail Eisnitz slaughterhouse quotes, and I think that's what's the most compelling. And um, I like yeah. the chapter on poop myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was my was, oh, the chapter on pooping? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, it was the shortest chapter, but... but yeah, that was some uh, much-needed comic relief and one of our favorite chapters for the fun level, but... You can't have a diet book without talking about pooping. And, really? You know, we just, Do we most really diet books talk, talk about, about pooping? <laughs> Not I mean, most. Pooping is such a, it's such a, so much better as a vegan than, than as a meat eater. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and a lot of people are, who are eating meat and dairy products have no idea that, you know, they're supposed to be pooping on a regular basis because they're not. And um, it's, the, it's the problem that nobody wants to talk about, that they're not good poopers. Yeah. Right. Bring it <laughs> spending spending Ridiculous. hours on the toilet. We just need a better word, that's all. Pooping. You don't like pooping? Poop? <laughs> well, the other words we word. can't say on the radio, so. Yeah, I like pooping. I think it's like a funny, cute word. Pooping. It yeah. sounds so, like, mm-hmm. benign. And it's spelled the same way, frontwards and backwards. I like that about it, too. So, lest our palindrome. Wow, sometimes Derek is so easily amused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so lest our listeners think that uh, your book is all about pooping, uh, maybe we can catch them up and tell them what, it's actually the shortest what uh, Skinny Bitch is all about. Alrighty. Do you want me to do that, or why don't you guys say what you think it's about? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one of the three of us that read it. Yeah, so. I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, it's it's targeted at the the type of... Uh, well, I, I imagine it's mostly targeted at women that want to... Uh, diet to become skinnier or they want the solution to how to control their weight um and you know that's the diet I've, you know everyone knows the diet and diet book industry is huge and uh so you're just tapping into that mindset and targeting that audience uh with a book and it's smartly titled you know it's not like the vegan guide to dieting or something that would turn people off before they even get past the first page Right. We really wanted to uh, to make sure we got the horse to the water, so we figured if we call it something racy and body like Skinny Bitch, we package it in a mainstream way, we're going to get mainstream middle America to read it, and when they read the Gail Eisnett Slaughterhouse quotes, they'll be ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so far it's been it's been pretty good. But you, do, you also do give a lot of good sound... Um dietary advice in there it's uh it's not just like go vegan and all your problems will be solved it also talks about sugar and caffeine and alcohol and uh you know it's it is it is a good it's not just a pulpy book it's got a lot of substance to it i think as far as and that's one of the things that when we do address criticism that you know it's just a vegan book it's just a pita book and you know why didn't you say that it was vegan on the cover and it's so manipulative of you and you know you can't just sum it up as a vegan diet book it's there are other things in there, so we can use that in our defense. 
So the 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 only pr- problem I think that Megan would have with it problematically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. From the feminist You're perspective. Problem well, you problematically. D- you have a very um the the tone of the book I guess is um you know, it's funny. But it's uh, it's it's very um, I don't know I don't know how I would say it confrontation. I totally get it, and I I'm a feminist, and I know a lot of people may have a hard time believing that with a book called Skinny Bitch and the language in the book. Yeah, I think I think yeah, um, go ahead. Like, like with um, we just talked to the vegan vixens, and so I was I was kind of talking to them about um, you know okay so you're using sex and sexuality um, to sell something um, which everybody does in our media. Um, but you know if you're going to do that then i was talking about having like representation of like larger size women because larger size women are you know attractive and sexual too and and why not why not represent the full um female community so and i haven't read the book so i can't i can't i can't delve too much more into it until i read the book so that i can um you know have a better understanding she's going to call you back have a better understanding of it but my friend my friend Aaron um you know did read it and and she's I would say she's not a skinny bitch, <laughs> and, but um, she's vegan. But she's vegan, um, and not, and she definitely had had some problems with it. And mm-hmm. you know maybe being like, um, you know not not on the skinnier side. So yeah, just you know I'm, I was wondering if you had anybody kind of bring up issues with that. Um, and I guess Derek would be able to address it the best because you read it. Well, here's what I'll say, and it's. And it's no insult to Aaron or anybody else out there who has a problem with the book because I fully appreciate that everyone's going to have their own opinion and, and no one's is wrong. We wrote the book to help people who are suffering with their weight and to obviously veganize women and, and men too and actually like the book also. Um, having said that, you can't please everyone all the time. In our personal lives, do we feel in any way like women who are thinner or better than women who are curvy? Absolutely not. Do we want to promote that that women should be obsessed with their body image and should try and, and um, you know look like the women that they're seeing in Hollywood or in these magazines? Absolutely not. You know, and one of the things that we do feel like we got across in the book is love your body regardless of what skin you're in and how much you weigh and what size you wear. And a skinny bitch, you know, it's just a cheap way to get people to read the book, and that really doesn't have any meaning to us. And we don't want it to have any meaning to anyone else. I think the people who take offense to the book, as far as whether or not it's you know anti-feminism or anti-curves, I think it really says more about what they're walking around carrying than what the book is actually getting across. And I, and and I can say that with confidence because you know we've sold probably over a half a million copies by now, and we get a ton of mail from people. And overall, the letters are nothing but positive. They're from women who are thin and are happy to have learned how to eat better, and they're from women who need to lose weight, and some need to lose a lot of weight, like 100 pounds, and they don't take offense to the writing. They don't take offense to the tone. They're invigorated and inspired to take care of their bodies better, and that's what we really harp on in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it is sound nutritional advice. Obviously, not everyone who goes vegan is going to get skinny. People who do follow the advice in the book, like giving up, uh, most of the refined sugars and caffeine and alcohol and, uh, you know, simple carbohydrates and things like that will, you know, you're going to lose weight, I think, if you eat that kind of a diet um, and you're you're overweight. Uh, there are There's people, I'm sure, who are genetically disposed. Predisposed. <laughs> genetically predisposed. predisposed yes, yeah. indeed. Um, to, <laughs> to being, you know, a little chunky or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I'm in that category. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we just call you Stocky, Derek. Stocky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I think um, I think. Yeah, it's, I mean, some people, no matter how hard they try, no matter how much they exercise, and what they eat or don't eat, they're never going to be skinny, and they shouldn't try to be. And one of the things that we talk about in the book is when you treat your body right, and you're uh, you're adopting a well balanced plant based diet then that's what you should be doing and you need to be exercising. And then that's it. You've got to leave the rest up to your body. Your body will, will sort itself out. It will find and maintain the perfect weight. And you've got to embrace it, whatever that number is, even if it's not what you wish it was and even if it's not what you're seeing in magazines and on TV and on in movies. Too bad. Love the skin you're in. Yeah. Even if you don't What we really wanted to do is to give people 
a vegan message. We want, and we didn't want to give vegans another vegan message. There's enough books out there that preach to the choir. We wanted to give people who have never in their lives considered going vegetarian something fun and easy to read on the subject and just get the information out there and get the seed planted and get the Gail Eisnett slaughterhouse quotes in their hands and in their brains. And I can honestly say I feel like we've done the best job we can and, you know, Maybe if we if we wrote another edition, could we be more careful and edit out some of the language that may cause you know um, concern in some people? Maybe. Um, do we have time to do that right now? No. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I, I we'll did want to ask you. Um, I saw that there's a cookbook coming out. Yes, we do have a cookbook coming out in December called "Skinny Bitch in the Kitch," and it's all <laughs> recipes. Yeah, fun title, and um, it's actually available right now for pre-order. Oh, you have um, to send us a copy. Yeah, well, I haven't gotten <laughs> it yet either. Somebody just told me they got a galley, and I thought, why the hell haven't I seen that yet? Oh, well, put um, us in touch with your publisher. What's that? You got to put us in touch with your publisher. All right, you you got it. But tell um, them that so we're yeah, going to available for pre-order right now on Amazon or on our website, skinnybitch.net. And then we're also working on a book, a How to Eat Guide for Pregnant Women. Mm. Oh, that's, that's great. That's going to come out, I think, later in two thousand eight. Cool. Oh, so you guys are taking it to the next level. That's awesome. Really? Yeah, I can't wait to see the movie. Spread the word. So I, I do have one um, personal success story in, uh, with your book. Uh, my friend that went on a cross-country trip with us um, on, on the vegan bus became vegetarian on the trip. And, um, and you know, she wasn't eating the greatest, I was noticing, and she had a lot of questions about veganism, so I gave her the book right after I started reading it. And uh, it really helped her a lot and, you know, gave her a lot of insight into nutrition. And all the the Gail Eisner stuff really made her, you know, more committed to the cause. And so that was – and she's passed it on to her coworker who's uh, not vegetarian at this time. So hopefully we'll see what happens with her. That's great. So great. That's why Megan didn't get to read it because it's been circulating <laughs> that's around. Right. So that's good. That's Megan great. doesn't need to read it. Don't waste it on a vegan. <laughs> so, yeah. for, so for each copy you sell, you're converting like ten or fifteen people. They're just yeah. passing yeah, we around. Always, and believe me, we make so little money <laughs> on the books. We don't care if you go to the bookstore and steal it, or go to the library and check it out, or you know, buy one copy between thirty people and just keep it circulating. But um, definitely, it shouldn't be sitting on anybody's bookcase. Lend it out. Lend it out. Lend it out. Oh, yeah. Lend it out, lend it out, lend it out. It's better for the trees anyway. I don't buy books. I take them out from the library. Oh. You're such a good vegan, Rory. <laughs> I'm lear- I swear I never cared about the environment at all until I became, you know, vegetarian and vegan. And I've still got a long way to go, and there's a lot I can be doing better. But, um, you know, every day you learn something new and you try a little harder. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Scott. That, my friend, is, is um, the announcement. <laughs> it is that time. Oh, it well, is. It's, it's that time to end. It's the top of the hour. I just want to uh, let everyone know you're listening to WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, Valley Free Radio. Um, and this is Vegan Radio, available for download at www.veganradio.com. Our guest this half hour has been Rory Friedman, author of Skinny Bitch, New York Times bestselling secretly vegan book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so secret, he doesn't even know how to say it, Rory. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if I was made for radio, Rory. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. That's all right. You're doing a great job. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on our show. I'd, I'm, I'm looking forward to the cookbook and the pregnancy book. Oh, even though you'll have to wait a while for that. It's going to be a while for the pregnancy book, but the cookbook definitely uh, any any couple months now you'll have it in your hands. Well, I'll wait to get pregnant till your book comes out. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me, you guys. This is fun. All right, Rory. Well, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. During those wildfires. Yeah, it's The only crazy. thing we burn here in New England is witches. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. We don't uh, do that anymore. No. Only figuratively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's next? <laughs> what's next? It's what's called next? the end of the show, my friend. Well, Spirit's no longer on, so I don't know. It's probably I'm more Jay of Deacon that and great automation. Spirit. That's right. More, more of that cool automation programming that we have come to know and love here Derek at Valley loves Radio. Sh- Derek loves the show so much, he just wants to keep going. I do, I do. Well, there's nothing on now, so...
It's true. <laughs> and I'm sure people are mesmerized by our voices. So. Um, it's hard to break them off. Some, some people are mesmerized by some of our voices, I'm sure. Megan's cackle. Mm. Cackleford. Cackleford. <laughs> Megan Cackleford. Um, just a reminder to everyone, wh- this Wednesday, the 31st, we're having our big Halloween party at Cafe Evolution from 7 to 9. You can bring your kids. It's kid-friendly hours. Um, there's going to be a showing of The Nightmare Before Christmas. There's going to be hula hooping, pizza, and Megan's going to make some special Sweet Mama Halloween treats, I think. Something. Orange frosting. I got some up my sleeve. What? Yeah. Maybe, maybe some caramel corn popcorn balls. Some vegan candy corn Scott's going to be making. Yeah, it looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll do something with some pumpkins, too. And uh, then f- at 9 o'clock, it turns into an adult event. With fire dancing, belly dancing, haunted vegan bus rides. Oh, the kids can come on the bus, too, during the, the first part. <laughs> and uh, what else we got? Hula hooping. Hula hooping. There's going to be, um, There's gonna be raffles. Oh, and we're going to wax Kevin. Co- <laughs> There's going to be a costume contest. We're going to be peeling strips of wax off of Kevin and hearing his howling screams as his hair is ripped from his body. <laughs> 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 Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a little V done on my chest. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just to show how dedicated I am to the movement. Just like Nicolas Cage in Valley Girl. So when we do our vexing vegans, maybe I'll get a VV. Or maybe me and Scott can both get Vs and we'll, we'll get our vexing vegan uh, I poster haven't, made. I haven't heard Scott say anything about um, joining you in this uh, VV really? situation. Is that going to mess with my pasties? Because... <laughs> I think what we should do, Scott, we should have like a before and after picture. We'll we'll take pictures of ourselves now, right? And then we'll get on the skinny bitch diet plan, uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then when we're all buff, right? We'll start the vexing vegans from endomorph to ectomorph in only three weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll reel all the male short stocky males in that want to <laughs> be like us. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of the cast of Lost, we're uh, we're less like uh, Sawyer and a little more like um, the Ira- the Iraqi guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Derek doesn't understand what that means. <laughs> well, I, Sorry, I, I, have I know what Lost is, but <laughs> I never saw it. Cast so. of Lost is my is my new analogy for life. Oh, really? Yeah, that the whole show it lent a whole new meaning to my world. Wow, good for you, Scott. I know. You know, I've been catching Scott. He's been skyping Claire over in England, his new girlfriend. <laughs> I went out. I w- we're, he, we came over to my house the other night, and we're all out on the, we're all inside, and I was, we're like, "Where's Scott?" And I go look out on the front porch. He's out there, like holding his computer over the edge, so he can pick up a, <laughs> a wireless signal, so he can Skype Claire over in England. I'm holding my laptop up like a phone, with my my mouth <laughs> near the the top where the where the microphone is. It's very cute. Uh, He's so in love. Yeah, uh, I can't help it, man. All I'm right. only human. All right. Well, that's enough of this show. <laughs> uh, if there's a listener left, thanks for staying with us. And uh, check out our show notes at veganradio.com to find out more. Goodbye. Bye. Go vegan.